Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Alaska, a vast remote wilderness twice the size of Texas. You could walk for a year without seeing another person. In one of the most mysterious corners of the globe. Everything in your being is telling you to get the hell out of there. This is a place hundreds of times more deadly than the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, my God. Stories of alien abductions. That was definitely something not from this world. The paranormal, vanishing airplanes, and strange beasts. Bigfoot could be anywhere in Alaska hiding out. Have haunted those who dare set foot here. Who's that? Now I feel like something's after me. In the last 30 years, 16,000 people have disappeared without a trace. In the vastness of this country, it's easy to be swallowed up in it. Witnesses tell us their shocking stories. I was horrified. And we've gathered some of the world's leading experts in their field. I wanted to go out and get the evidence myself and say, this is real. This stuff exists. To try and unlock the mystery of the Alaska Triangle. Strange forces are at play in the Alaska Triangle. Ominous sounds from the skies are being reported by locals. I'm outside, there are trumpets or something blowing. What is it? Perhaps they foretell something sinister. I believe it's going to be a catastrophic event. And I actually, like, cried. I felt it so strong. Travelers who dare enter the triangle have reported becoming strangely disoriented. Could it be that the electromagnetic forces of the triangle are to blame? These forces can do strange things to the mind, confusing people, causing them to sleepwalk to their own deaths. Alaska is infamous for its mystifying forces. Strange electromagnetic fields have seemingly driven ships off course or played havoc with airplane navigational equipment. But perhaps most unsettling of all, Alaskans have reported unexplained, ominous sounds. What the fuck? Researcher Johnny Enoch has been investigating them. Strange sounds have been heard coming from the skies of Alaska. Could these be linked to the Alaska Triangle? Perhaps the answer lies where most reports of these sinister noises have come from. Anchorage, in the south of the Triangle. On March 20th, 2020, 
Josie Plant was at home here. I was waking up my son, getting him out of bed. When I was doing that, I heard a loud noise. Josie could see no planes above her home. It was like a low rumbling. It gave me goosebumps. The sinister sound continued for 10 minutes. And the sound just keeps getting louder and louder until it seems like it's right above the house. I've never heard anything that sounded like that. It was intense. Josie could see no planes above her home. Usually planes get loud and then it just goes away. But this kept coming back. It got to a point where the floor was vibrating. That was scary. And then just not knowing what it was was the weirdest thing. Soon after her experience, Josie discovered she wasn't alone. Many Anchorage residents had heard similarly strange sounds. They even created a social media group to share their encounters. There's just too many people telling the same story. It really just makes you think, like, there must be something out there. Victoria and Derek Peterson also posted to the group. It seems something sinister is at work above their home north of Anchorage in Wasilla. I was out there and just kind of, you know, looking at the sky. And uh, I heard these, these trumpets. So I ran inside the house and I, I grabbed my wife, Victoria. My husband came inside and he sounded a bit panicked. And he, he was like, come outside right now, there's trumpets. I was like, what, trumpets? I went outside and sure enough, there was a sound in the wind. Victoria was so surprised that she grabbed her smartphone to capture this strange occurrence. Okay, I'm outside. There are trumpets or something blowing. It's like almost one in the morning in Alaska. Let's see if you can hear. I was nervous when I heard this sound. Like, what is this signaling? I really just wanted to have the video so that I could listen to it and try to figure out for myself what it was. The Petersons tried to pinpoint where these bizarre sounds above their yard were coming from, but it seemed impossible. It was just coming from the whole sky, but it was coming all directions. What is that, you guys? It was just kind of all, all around. And all I around. felt like it was just kind of swirling all around us. You can hear cars, but you can also hear like trumpets in the sky somewhere. I don't know. What is it? Whatever the answer was, the Petersons were convinced no human was behind this. It was like a distinct musical note almost. And the notes would go up and come down. So I just know that it wasn't man-made. It was pretty constant for about an hour. And then all of a sudden, it just wasn't there anymore. I've lived in Alaska my whole life, and I've never heard anything like this. 
Derek has never forgotten that day either. In the Bible's book of Revelations, the sounding of seven trumpets by angels forewarns the end of the world. I believe that it's God's kingdom sounding an alarm. I believe it's going to be a catastrophic event. And I actually, like, cried. I, I felt it so strong. From the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, that's all I can think about. What these noises are and what they signify is not known. But a forensic investigator would soon strip these sounds down to try and reveal their meaning. He unearths something incredibly sinister. There's a tone called the devil's interval. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In Alaska's largest city, Anchorage, in the south of the Triangle, residents have reported strange sounds emanating from the skies. Journalist Andrew Goff has been investigating the forces behind them. Where are they coming from? Nobody knows. What we can be sure of is that the Alaska Triangle is certainly involved. On February 8, 2020, this strange sound was recorded by a resident living in Anchorage's suburbs. That is so creepy. Oh, gosh. Audio forensic specialist Kurt Riemann has analyzed this recording of the sound. He's an Anchorage-based engineer who helps with police investigations, and he's looking into this mysterious noise. So this is the original recording that I heard. Well, here it comes again. It's amazing. What is this sound? It's so massive and so big. And the sound just echoes across the entire town. In this particular clip, Kurtz found something intriguing. So those two notes right here. So the first note starts off with a G right here. It's a G on the scale. The next note it goes down to is a C sharp, which is the tritone. There's a tone called a tritone, which is also called the devil's interval. Kurt demonstrates the devil's interval on his theremin. That's the devil's interval there. This unsettling tone is used in many horror films, including classics such as Night of the Living Dead. But it's also used by many rock and classical composers. It shows up in Pearl Jam songs. It shows up in 
almost everything John Williams writes. It's a, it's a, it's an interval, and you want that interval to resolve. And because the interval doesn't resolve when you're hearing it coming from the sky, it makes it almost that much more disturbing. And those strange sounds sort of unlock this other thing in our psyche. Um, there's a particular darkness that they evoke. Sounds mean something. By using this devil's interval, could the forces of the triangle be trying to unsettle its inhabitants? Perhaps even drive them away? Something big is making those sounds. And something is making them change notes too, which I have no idea what that is. The mystery is just us not knowing. If the forces of the triangle are creating these sounds for a malevolent purpose, they could be targeting the human population in other ways. Every year, hundreds inexplicably go missing and lose their lives here. One such case became world famous. On April 28, 1992, a 24-year-old hitchhiked from Fairbanks to an old mining road 25 miles west of Healy. Chris McCandless was on a journey to find peace in the natural world, according to author Paxson Welber. Chris McCandless sold most of his possessions, gave away a lot of money to charity before coming to have this big, grand adventure in the Alaska outdoors. He planned to hike through the Alaskan wilderness all the way to the coast. But a ways in, he ran into an abandoned bus. It looks like he just decided to live in the bus as long as he could and attempt to live off of the land. He made it through the spring, and it seems like he made it through the summer fairly well. He spent most of his time wandering around, exploring, hunting, doing the things that one would need to do to stay alive in the wilderness. After 10 weeks in the wild, he decided to return to civilization. But the Teklanika River that he had walked through on his way in was now impossible to cross. He found it had become an absolute torrent. Chris McCandless had now become trapped he decided to return to the bus, but in the days that followed, he became strangely disoriented. According to his diary, he starts having strange dreams. He's hallucinating. His diary blamed this on eating wild potato seeds. Within a few days, he was seriously ill. By now, Chris McCandless was too ill to hunt food, which he needed to survive. He's starving. He's too weak to escape. And no one even knows that he's there. He essentially starved to death. It's really sad, and it's a really strange story, and it's very mysterious. And there have been other mystifying tragedies in the region. Experts believe Alaska's close proximity to the North Pole causes strange electromagnetic forces here. Some who've entered the triangle have suddenly become incapacitated. It's likely that they have been disoriented by the bizarre electromagnetic forces around the triangle. These forces can do strange things to the mind, confusing people, even causing them to sleepwalk to their own deaths. These strange electromagnetic forces cause planes to fall out of the sky when their instruments just inexplicably fail. 
What if there was an equivalent form of disorientation happening to humans that was causing them to get lost and ultimately to lose their lives? Could a human hand be playing a part in these powerful disorienting forces? On November 30th, 2018, a major earthquake with a magnitude of seven hit Alaska, just north of Anchorage. It's one of the worst ever to strike the region. A state of emergency is declared. But researcher Johnny Enoch doubts this was a freak force of nature. The Alaska Triangle seems to attract strange weather events, none more catastrophic than earthquakes. Over a hundred Alaskans were injured and nearly $30 million worth of damage was caused when the 2018 earthquake hit Alaska. Some scientists have linked earthquakes to extreme weather and changes in the atmosphere. And on average, a serious earthquake has occurred here every year since 1993. This was also the year its mysterious meteorological research facility was built, HARP. A lot of people think that because Alaska is home to HARP, that this could be the reason for all the strange anomalous weather patterns we find there. The High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, or HARP, is based near Gakona in the southern end of the Triangle. Its stated mission, to study the Earth's upper atmosphere. 180 giant antennas are used for this research. But some investigators like Jerry Glover believe its real purpose could be to manipulate the weather. Maybe the HARP program has harmonized with or activated something to do with the weather in the triangle. Maybe this has whipped up forces that has caused people and aircraft to disappear. There's always this possibility. Anchorage-based Dr. Nick Begich has been following the work of HARP since it began. He's concerned that this technology could be used as a means of warfare. The idea of changing the weather or altering jet streams is one of the primary concerns that I've had from the beginning of the project. Learning how to manipulate weather for weapons applications is one of the uses of HARP. Although Nick's views are disputed by HARP, he believes their giant antennas are pumping huge amounts of electrical energy into the skies. As a means of controlling the ionosphere, the thin layer of atmosphere that stretches from 50 miles above the Earth's surface right up to the edge of space. These antennas fire radio frequency energy in a very unique way. Instead of it spreading out very rapidly from the source, it does the opposite. It concentrates the energy. The energy is powerful and strong. Nick and other researchers believe these antennas are heating the atmosphere above, and this can destabilize the weather. It alters pressure systems, alters the flow of jet streams, and change the weather in that relative area. And some believe heating the Earth's atmosphere could whip up extreme weather events, such as a tornado. You have a warm front coming into a cold front, they run into each other, you get a shearing action, you get a tornado. If you could heat up the cold front sufficiently when these two collided, you wouldn't get that tornado formation. Or conversely, if you fed the heated front, you might get a more intense tornado. But there are even more sinister claims about Alaska's controversial research station. Not only may it be able to alter the weather, but some claim HARP's electromagnetic waves could be used to manipulate our minds. 
I think it's very plausible that HARP and similar psychotronic weapons could be used to disorient people and cause strange weather patterns. Dr. Begich has been investigating how the use of ELF, extremely low-frequency electromagnetic energy, could be used by HARP as a means of controlling the population. What HARP has the ability to do is affect emotional states over huge geographic areas, utilizing electromagnetic signals such as what HARP produces within a certain range. That would create a general sense of dis-ease, for instance, in a population, and then you could move a population a certain direction. The U.S. government has a history of state-sponsored mind control. Its top-secret MKUltra program that started in 1953 used a web of hospitals, prisons, colleges, and universities to carry out experiments on unwitting human subjects. MKUltra was a project initiated by the uh, Central Intelligence Agency back in the 1950s and 60s. This was mind control. Um, fundamentally, it was testing LSD, electromagnetics, everything under the sun to see if you could modify people's behavior, and they succeeded in many, many ways. We don't know for certain, but maybe the heart research project has that aspect to it as well. Some kind of experiment to influence people or maybe tap into forces that we don't yet understand that are at work in the Alaska Triangle. But in 2015, HARP was taken over by the University of Alaska. It opened its doors to the public, declaring it's not capable of mind control or weather control. In fact, HARP says the frequency range of the radio waves it transmits cannot even interact with the levels of the atmosphere that produce Earth's weather. Nick Begich, however, is not convinced, believing HARP remains a threat to fellow Alaskans. This is the beginning of the end for me. The idea of interfering with human consciousness is a violation of the essence of who we are as human beings. HARP's purpose is still open to debate, and it remains controversial. But another strange phenomenon is increasing in occurrence across Alaska. Bizarre paranormal encounters have been reported on the highways that cross this remote U.S. state. I felt so in danger, and I just floored it. From unexplained phantom headlights to spirits stalking its bridges, she sees a man right in front of her. Scares the living daylights out of her. Investigators have now found compelling evidence. I just caught something right there. That was crazy. Of entities that haunt the roadside. I've never seen anything like this before. Over 36,000 miles of road stretches across Alaska, connecting the most sparsely populated areas of the Triangle. The remoteness of Alaska's freeways therefore makes them an ideal draw for spiritual activity. Paranormal investigator Jeff Richards has been studying these haunted highways. Haunted roads are all over the state of Alaska. Perhaps a tragedy maybe occurred and it's left a mark on that highway, or are they more likely to be drawing in spirit because they are these very commonly used transitional spaces for the living. We travel highways, so it's nothing out of the ordinary to imagine that spirits travel those same highways. They travel alongside us. 
Drivers across this remote region have told of strange incidents on Alaska's roads. One such case was recently reported in Glen Allen, in the south of the Triangle. Ellen Vitera was driving on a remote highway near her home in 2017. It was between 11 and 12, and I was driving home. It was pitch black. As I was driving, headlights had come over the hill. The vehicle was approaching me, and I just, I felt this sensation of slowing down. My foot stopped, you know, compressing the gas, and I just kind of stared into the light, and it just got closer and closer. They were the orangest headlights I had ever seen. The hair on the back of my neck stood up. I, um, I, I got really scared, and it was like in that moment, time slowed down. As it drove by, I realized that I could see the headlights at the same time as the brake lights, as if there was no car in between it. All of a sudden, this massive influx of fight or flight kicked in, and my mind screamed, run. And I just floored it, just trying to get away, and I kept looking back to see if it was following me. I was so scared in that moment. I felt in so in danger whatever this entity was. As I drove away from it, it turned left and disappeared onto a road that doesn't exist. Luckily, Ellen escaped unscathed, but trying to work out what she witnessed that night is a mystery that still troubles her. Many accidents happen on this road, so it could be just a, a specter, you know, a ghost. We call them ghost cars. It was, um, too much, honestly. Even thinking back is, uh, is kind of hard. But on a road north of Fairbanks, one resident had a ghostly encounter that they managed to capture on video. Christina Gum had an unexplained sighting on a road on her way home from work. It was about six, seven o'clock-ish. I just got some gas because I was low on gas and I was heading towards home and I was kind of daydreaming, kind of, you know. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye, some lights up in the hill. I kind of watched it for a second, but I noticed pretty quickly they'd flashed and disappeared, which I thought was kind of strange. These phantom headlights had appeared by the local cemetery but the road there was impassable due to heavy snow. So how could a vehicle have got there? Christina went to investigate. I stopped and then kind of looked around a little, kind of stuck my head out the door, but I didn't hear anything. So I was like, eh, maybe I'll come a little closer in the cemetery, but there was like no tracks. There was no signs of anyone really that's been up here for a good couple of weeks. So it was like, okay, I'm officially spooked. Christina came to one unsettling conclusion. I automatically assumed that this was like a ghost or something. It kind of scared me a little. There is a couple of people that have been killed up here by vehicles. So it was like, well, what if it was one of their people reliving their past? And Christina's not the only Fairbanks resident to experience these ghostly phenomena on local roads. 
Jeff Richards has been analyzing this extraordinary roadside evidence. We see these streaks of light moving through the video at various points at high velocity. A lot of orb videos can be debunked as simply being insects moving through the space. There are no insects. This is the dead of winter. This is happening at night. It does not appear to be windy. I've never seen anything like this before. It's a remarkable video. These aren't the only apparitions haunting Alaska's roads. The state has a rich history of gold prospectors passing through it to seek their fortune, but ending their days here penniless. Paranormal investigator Mike Cook has been researching roadside ghost sightings connected to the region's past. There's been a lot of gold mine collapses or copper mines or, you know, uh, a lot of the miners uh, went out and they just weren't adequately dressed. They would catch pneumonia, they would die, and they were, they're just stuck in that place. One woman recently reported a gold rush ghost sighting just outside of Anchorage in the south of the Triangle. It was 3 a.m. on a cold winter's night as she crossed Briggs Bridge over Eagle River. She was touring Alaska, she was in her RV. She comes around the corner on this bridge. She looks up and sees a man right in front of her. Scares the living daylights out of her. So she puts on the brakes and then right in front of her eyes, he disappears, just gone. She gets out and she's looking for his footprints in this freshly laid snow and there's no footprints. But it was the apparition's appearance that most spooked the driver. According to the report, he had this very old look to him. Maybe a gold panner. You could have died in Eagle River right around this bridge. A lot of the miners were moving north, and so they could have easily stayed somewhere along this area. So her story of it looked like an old miner could be very plausible. Paranormal researcher Mike Cook is planning an overnight investigation to see if he can track down this lost highway spirit or any others that lurk here. We're gonna set up cameras to see if we can get some kind of evidence of there being some kind of paranormal activity near this road. Mike begins setting up his CCTV in the cold sub-zero Alaskan temperatures. This one actually has a mic on it, so hopefully Spirit will say something. We'll pick it up. Nearby, Mike's based his mobile command center. Here, he can record and monitor any paranormal activity. I'm hoping that I can catch an entity walking across this bridge up here. All set, Mike heads out onto the haunted bridge, armed with his ghost hunting equipment. This is the spirit box. It scans multiple radio frequencies, and it's said that spirits can talk through the white noise of these radios, and then the rim pod hopefully will detect some energy here. We'll do a quick reading here. Set it up right here. If electromagnetic energy increases, the device lights up, suggesting a spirit is present. Is there any spirits on this bridge or underneath? Is there a man out here, an old man? Oh, did you see that? The, the lights are flickering. 
Is that you? Oh, look at that. That's even stronger. Perhaps this is the old miner. Mike reaches out with his spirit box. I did hear something right there. It was very, very faint. Were you trying to communicate? Couldn't really hear what it said, but I did record it, so I'm going to go back to the command center, try and replay it, see if I can grasp anything out of it. Mike heads back to process the electronic voice phenomenon, or EVP, he's just captured. So this is recorded at the very end of the bridge. I definitely hear a buh at the end, but I can't make out what the beginning is. At first I thought it said you could see us. It's pretty interesting. Sounds like a male figure. To find out who this spirit could be, Mike heads back out for clues underneath the haunted bridge. I want to see if there's anything going on underneath. Uh, there have been reports of some graffiti uh, satanic symbols. And then there was a death that happened on this road just two months ago. So hoping that if anything happens, it'll show up underneath the bridge. Oh, jeez. What a couple of ravens. This scared the crap out of me. Once again, Mike starts his spirit box. Is there anybody under the bridge? Is there any spirits here? Did you die in this area? For gold rush ghosts, nowhere else is more fitting. In summertime, Eagle River could be panned by many seeking riches. This river is completely frozen. So we're gonna cross the river, go to the other side and see if we can't pick up something. Is there anybody out here? What am I got myself into? Is there any spirits here? Any entities? I thought I just saw some movement up there. I saw some kind of light move from right to left over there by that wall. Are you around here? Ah, I just caught something right there. That was crazy. That sounded like a howl or a growl. Yeah, listen right here at the very end. Yeah, it's there. It doesn't say anything, it's just a ooh. But that could be a spirit trying to use the box and come through. And then what else is weird, this camera was just charged before I came down here, fresh battery, and now it's dead. So, probably drained the camera battery to manifest in some sort and come through my spirit box. Mike returns to his control center to check out this second electronic voice phenomenon. There, there, that. That is a howl. <laughs> that is crazy. We caught both EVPs from the same side, the north side of the bridge. So it tells me that there's something there. Mike's investigation will continue. The mystery's still open. 
still could use some further investigation, definitely, for sure. There's something out there. There's something out there. The spirits haunting Alaska's roads have not shown themselves tonight, but there's growing evidence that they exist. The triangle continues to mystify those brave enough to try and unlock its secrets. But one thing is certain, this place will never stop striking awe and fear amongst those who dare enter it.